0: Twelve hands in a row Dukes, you son of a bitch Nobody's that lucky Now here's your host, the Big Silly Chad Dukes Charlie, L- P- 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 Hoot Alpha. Alpha, Delta, yeah Dukes, dig it There but for the grace of God, do with yeah. me Where the
1: nickel-sized
2: hell And the damage. Roll over New York Never let us back in We blew out
1: the lights kick the windows in And when the law showed up Said they're gonna have to take us in That's scared out my music
2: Here's what I can say about my life I have lost control of the steering wheel My brakes don't work I have a full tank of gas, and I'm going right down the freeway, and we'll figure out how to stop when we figure it out. It was a doozy last night, everybody. It's kind of funny how the show goes full circle with the uh, the Monday show from Chad, and now the, the Friday show from me, Tor, and... Similar states, if you are a consistent subscriber of the Chad Duke show and you're a listener and you're up to date, you will understand what I mean if you are not. um, Here's the big pitch. Last night was a pisser on all accounts. All accounts, it was a pisser. I could not believe how much fun I had and if you're wondering on social media what happened with the show that we did what was the show that we did um did a bonus show uh drab came in it was a riot it was a lot of fun i think all of our bonus shows are a lot of fun i love having goat in there with us love having dotson in there with us whenever steve pie is on the mic it kicks ass um Just a new new thing that we've done for the show, and it was a lot of fun. Um, Thanks to everybody that actually came out and provided food. We'll get to that, uh, because that also goes full circle. But I've lost control. I am uh, what I would say. I was going to say what the kids would say, but uh, technically, for this audience, I am the kids. Uh, Down bad. Oh, my goodness. It was so fun last night because it's the drinks and we're eating the good tacos and the pizza during the show and after the show and all oh, me and jester had plates that could feed cox's army oh the plates were so big and they were delicious so it's just like oh it's 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 peak tour that's what it was it was uh my super bowl it was a fun fun night i thought the show went well the equipment worked so i'm sitting here like oh yeah i'm gonna I'll have a beer, I'll have some pizza, I'll have some tacos, we're gonna be we're gonna be rolling. No complaints for anybody affiliated with the show or at the studio last night. Not one complaint went seamless. It was a fantastic way to cap off 2021 and I guess today will be the official last episode or the last content that you will hear if you're not a consistent subscriber, or even if you are. Uh, for the year of 2021, I know our one-year anniversary officially does not start on the 1st, but it is the end of the year. It's We're going into 2022, which is a little weird, but it is what it is. So it was a good send-off. Um, and uh, the fun part is it didn't stop there uh, because what did I do? Um, oh, also, I am. Uh, I guess I should introduce the show. This is the Chad Duke Show, uh, presented by Monk's Barbecue. Chad is actually going out to Monk's today with uh, I think Adam McNair and a couple other listeners uh, to go uh, meet up with Monk. It's either Monk's or Flying Ace, regardless. Go support Monk's Barbecue or Flying and Flying Ace Farm. Uh, Monk's Barbecue in Percival, and then uh, Flying Ace Farm in Lovettsville. They are both uh, excellent establishments. Great bourbon. Great food great beers, whatever you're thinking about doing this weekend, uh, you're trying to watch some college football, go up there, get some brisket, and uh, and go drink and have yourself a good time. So, uh, okay, show introduced, check. Um, the send last night was not what I would call a legendary send, but, and it wasn't even a problematic send, it was um, post-show, so I, I get back to uh, my abode in Arlington, and I, I say, oh, where are the Bro Dogs at? And they're, um, they're out at, I think uh, it was uh, Spider Kelly's last night, which was, for whatever reason, if you're in the area, you kind of know that it, Spider Kelly's is the the backup bar. And that's not a knock on Spider Kelly's. We have enjoyed it. We like playing pool. We like the, you know, it's not too expensive of drinks. So we, we like Spider Kelly's, but never really a line. But last night, line out the ass. I couldn't believe how long this line was. Uh, But it is what it is. Got in line, met up with the friends inside. Started having some beers. You know, uh, it was, you know, shoulder to shoulder in there, which was surprising, a little odd. But it was what it was. I guess it's the um, New Year's weekend. I didn't realize that was a big spot for the night before New Year's Eve, which is tonight. Um, So excited for that. Send also, Jesus Christ. If anybody is in D.C. today and has, like, a baseball bat on them, uh, reach out to me and then we can meet in a parking lot and you could just hit me in the back of the head with it because I'm sure that'll feel better than me rallying to put on a suit and then go out tonight. So if you got your... your if you got your DiMarini F2, hit me up and then hit me in the back of the head with it. Can't wait. Uh, But it was fine. Uh, In the bar with the friends, you know, not to... Uh, not too much really happened in there. Uh, got a good amount of compliments on the wigwam sweater, uh, which was big upset. Not trying to put myself over, but we uh, understand the narrative that's been uh, prompted on the show. So, uh, you know, I think I actually got about six compliments on that sweater uh, last night. So big thank you to uh, my family for the gift. And thanks to all the kind people out there last night that enjoyed how I dressed. The night didn't end at Spider Kelly's, though, as we left and went back to Arlington uh, to the townhouse. And uh, add some more drinks, and then we say, "Oh, Spider Clamp brought tacos uh, to the studio last night, and I brought them home." So we're drinking beers, we're having tacos, we're watching the uh, the end of that Wisconsin Arizona State game. Ugh, snoozer, as just as boring of a game that you get, especially after that Tennessee Purdue game. Um, I don't know why I'm bringing that up. I don't even like college football, but we're sitting there, you're sitting like, okay, it's a pretty good time. It's getting a little late, but it's a good time. And then one of my roommates makes the unfortunate error of making an error. Um, Let's just call him Petey. Uh, So Petey stands up and uh, we're all on the couch. We got kind of an L-shaped couch. I'm going to try to paint the picture here. There's a little uh, Ottoman type cloth table. Uh, It's right in the middle of the room You could put your feet on it There's a little wooden plank where you could put beers on it Uh, You know, it's kind of like a living room type situation Like a table, but you know uh, It is what it is So I'm on the L-shaped part of the couch um, The short part of the L Another roommate's on the long part of the L Petey stands up We say, oh, Petey, can you give me a beer? He says, sure, whatever happened He stood up, trying to go get a taco Trying to go get a beer, doing whatever he's going to do Petey steps over my other roommate's legs. Let's call him Tony. Steps over Tony's legs, falls on his face in the living room, consequently spilling a beer uh, that was in the on the table, and he went what was described many times throughout the evening, face first. And what you can't do in this house is, is something silly without getting put in the barrel. That's why I love it because when you're not in the barrel, it is so much fun living in this house. But last night, you know, it was a me and shoot put in, I don't know. We put, I think we put in close to 4 hours of shows yesterday with the Thursday show with the Joe Rogan dinner recap which you'll hear some more about today. I know I got to preview the rest of the Friday show, but I still cannot believe the events from last night. Um Petey goes down uh, face first onto the table then onto the floor and he then gets up and does the move where it couldn't be his fault it couldn't be his fault somebody had to have tripped him whereas we weren't trying to trip him if we wanted to trip him we would have tripped him but he fell on his own um, and then it became everyone else's fault and then uh, once you get called a lot of names and you're accused of tripping a friend Uh, multiple, multiple times, you then have to maneuver into an attack position. Maybe it's a defense, uh, but it goes from defense. Hey, I didn't trip you. Uh, I wouldn't trip you. Swear to God, I didn't trip you, bro. Calm down to, hey, you fucking fell on your face. It was, and then, oh God, it, it went from us saying, just trying to relay the information, me and Tony trying to relay the information to Petey And he wouldn't get it, or he didn't want to get it. So then it just became verbal attacks for the next, I'd say, 15 minutes. And I'm sitting there just trying to enjoy my tacos. You know, the game wraps up. I'm still drinking, still enjoying my tacos. It's a pretty good night, uh, but it's just verbal thrashings around the house. And then it starts to get into the point where Petey gets really fed up and starts getting more mean. So then we get more mean, and then it becomes the... What I would call one-hour-long Greco-Roman wrestling match that I had to separate between Petey and Tony, in which I took some shots, uh, but I have a no roughhousing policy with myself that I try to adhere to because it never ever goes well. Roughhousing me for me and uh, horseplay for me has never once gone well uh, for myself or anybody else involved, so I don't do it. So I'm the I'm the peacekeeper now. I, I've I've. Developed into that role, but when I tell you that there was an hour long—maybe not an hour, maybe I'm being, maybe I'm exaggerating—it was every bit of thirty minutes of seeing truce, truce, truce. Okay, man, let's just let's let's just finish this. Let's finish this, and then oh, here's another slap to the face, and I got to get in and separate. It was a stupendous act of stupidity from this house last night it was about as dumb a house that there was on the eastern seaboard with just nothing productive nobody had a girl over um it wasn't even like we were talking solving the world's issues talking whatever policy this and that no it was just the most neanderthalic uh activities that you could be participating in and it went on for so long that I couldn't even come on the show and give the big push yet. I had to get it off my chest that I couldn't believe how dumb my house was last night. And we had a guest visitor. A guest, another roommate had a guest stand over the house. First time at the house. And it was just a mad, it was just maddening. Because I'm not, I don't want to see my, you know, it never really gets that uh, that far, but, you know, I you never wanted to let it get to punches. Um, you never want to see anybody get put in the, uh, in the crucifix or, you know, a figure four and none of that stuff. Um, but it was a night that continued until I think, woo, definitely 3 AM, maybe 3 15. Um, but it all settled down. I went up, uh, we have a, we're lucky enough to have a kind of a, a patio deck area, it's like a townhouse patio deck area, I don't know exactly how to describe it, an outside area, and this last Christmas, people have been very generous, um, so I had a cigar, so I go out and smoke the cigar, I calm down, rest of the roommates come up, We, we you know, it's, it's, it's fresh air is what we needed, and we got that, um, but if I wasn't feeling that fucking cigar today, all in my body, if I wasn't feeling those Miller Lights, all just oh, just destructive is what it was. It was a destructive evening after an evening uh, with a show that some have been calling one of the best shows of the year. Uh, you know, it was one of the better send-offs that we've had. It was, uh, it was a good, good show. And then the Thursday show before that was fantastic also. Um, so it was a really good day that ended in just pure boyish stupidity. And it's not even like man-dumb. Maybe it is. Uh, because at least children, when they fight, they have some type of strategy. Last night, it was strictly... Um, what's the plastic boxing robots? Uh, it rock em, sock em robots, is what it was. It was just, okay, you hit me, and then I hit you, and then it just went on and went on and went on. It was so dumb, um, and normally I try to defend the house. You know, if, if Shude's giving me a little bit of a hard time, uh, you know, sometimes he forgives my age this time i couldn't i i can't i can't tell him about this i hope i hope this is one of the shows that he chooses just opt out of not listening to uh because the level it's just a level of dumb that you can't achieve as a grown man you can't achieve it uh so hopefully that's the last hopefully we're going into 2022 with bigger aspirations uh but this past week I thought it was really one of our strongest weeks of the year. Uh, maybe it's because there's so much content available to us. Um, a lot of news happened this week. Uh, me and Shude, uh not a, a big, bright spot, but I thought it provided good conversation on kind of where we were on this and um, how we felt about this guy. Uh, we reacted to the uh, John Madden passing news. Uh, it was incredibly impactful guy, and then it was just a huge bummer, and then I thought it was one of our more insightful conversations of the year. I know we had a similar one when uh, Fez Watley passed away, uh, which I, I am reflecting on now that it's the end of the year, and you're kind of going through cataloging the shows, you're thinking, wow, we did talk about it, and that happened. And, um, so the John Madden news, I thought it was um, one of our better conversations that we've had all year. And then uh, we have uh, some Christmas recap uh, from Chad, which it was um, a little out... <laughs> I, nobody does Christmas like him, um, I don't know if it's a great thing, I don't know uh, if it's, it's definitely, I don't know how to categorize it, uh, the dude is all in on Christmas, you know that, you listen to his show, you don't listen to it for me, uh, but it, it was a very, very strong Christmas recap, and I think the first, it's the first Christmas that I've had uh, working with him, so um, it was a lot of fun, and then uh, Wednesday night's, was the show's Joe Rogan dinner, Joe Rogan not included, uh, where it was Goat, Dotson, Steve Pie, Ant-Man, Jester, and Dukes went out to Ruth's Chris, and uh, you'll hear some of the conversation about that. Uh, Ant-Man was in studio for that. There was a reveal uh, from that dinner that I'm not going to give you on today's show. It is... We had no intention of saving the best for last. On this show, you know, it's a, day by day. We come in, we do the show. It's, it's just, what's top of mind? What, what do we have to talk about? Somehow, there's a reveal during this dinner that it is, you couldn't write it. You couldn't write that this would happen. Uh, I'm not giving it to you. Uh, you are to become a, a subscriber of the show. You get the entire back catalog of the show. Everything, a, a, damn near a full year's worth of shows, uh, for you. Uh, to listen to that. So I think it's impactful enough to uh, plink down the credit card and say, hey, I got to hear what th- what they're talking about. I got to hear what happened at this dinner. And uh, you do that, you will. And you'll hear every single show that we've done since the genesis of the project. Uh, additionally, if we're going to be plinking down credit cards, um, Manscaped has been with us forever on this show. They have been an incredible supporter. I am also uh, very thankful for everybody that has decided to better themselves by using Manscaped. I know Chad uses the product. Um, family members of mine use the product and there's it's just a great gift and you never realize you ever seen your dad's razor like his old 2004 uh uh you know just shaving razor for his face or whatever his body razor it's all it's got the it's not like fully rusted but it's got those rust spots and you're like ugh Pops, what are you doing? You know, yeah. Even you ever see your granddads? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe it's not a gift for granddad because they're kind of granddads, and they they've been doing stuff how they've been doing stuff. But for your dad, you got an uncle, you got older brother, younger brother, whatever it is, head to manscaped.com and use the Dukes promo code, D U K E S, for 20% off and free shipping. I highly recommend the, uh, the Lawnmower 4.0. It's a fantastic product. It is very simple to use. So if you have a, a father who's not big on the, the t- technology side of it, it's very simple, but it is so powerful and it's got a light included and it's smooth uh, and it's just it's very uh, easy to charge. It's just a charging port right there. It's tech savvy, but also um, tech friendly. So if you're thinking of stuff to do, you're thinking of starting a new year, you're going to decide to make changes for yourselves for the better. uh, I recommend Manscaped. I recommend taking care of your body a little bit and taking care of your grooming habits. So use the Duke's promo code DUKS for 20% off and free shipping uh, at manscaped.com. Your balls and family and anybody that looks at you will thank you. I guess, uh, right now I'll just send us off into the, into the week of the show. Thanks everybody for, I guess, sticking it out for damn near a year. Um, next time you hear us, it'll be 2022. Hopefully that's not corny, but I I mean, I'll be back to close it out. So, uh, enjoy some of the best of this past week of the Chad Duke show. Friendos, if you're in the area, make sure you visit Commonwealth Dry Goods in scenic Old Town Fairfax. They have the very best in local candles, peanuts, gifts, chocolates, olive oil, hot sauce, along with ice cold cheer wine, and both types of music on vinyl. You can check them out on Instagram and Facebook at Commonwealth Dry Goods or order online today at CommonwealthDryGoods.com. We exchanged
1: knives um, at the bar, and it was funny because as we got progressively drunker, we just started swinging the knives around. <laughs> <laughs> It's a good thing it's his restaurant, is all I'm going to say. <laughs> um, and I also got him, which was a huge hit. Uh, when my wife actually picked this up from. There's On Etsy, there's a, a big box that is a... Um, do you have a lot of koozies? Uh, I do. Again, another problem that I cannot believe someone else hasn't addressed. There's no good way to keep koozies. Like, if you put them in a bag, they get all crumpled up. A lot of people have, like, a stack of them, and they just take the one off the top, and then that one starts to deteriorate over time. You're not using any of the other ones. Right. Some genius came up with a koozie distributor where it's like a a wooden box and you load them into the top and then you just pull one out of the bottom and then when you're done with it you put it back in the top like a napkin dispenser exactly like a napkin dispenser. that's fantastic it's it's fantastic and she bought one for us and we've been using it ever since my only problem with it is i have so many fucking koozies it needs to be 12 feet tall for it to hold (laughs) all of them but um she got another one for him so i gave that to him as well And he clearly liked that a lot more than the knife, because what he did was he loaded it up with Monk's koozies, and he just walked around the restaurant and like, hey, take a koozie. (laughs) He goes, look, it's a koozie dispenser. And people would take it out. They're like, oh, that's very cool. Uh, But it's a genius device. I almost don't want to plug it, because I'm like, maybe we could make one, you know, or something like that. I don't know, some way. But that's such a huge You don't think about that, but that's such a huge – I love koozies. But I've literally stopped buying them because I'm like, well, I have too many. I don't have any place to put them in that. Now this device exists. Yeah.
2: Sometimes uh, in my folks' house, it's like a, there's, a, there's a shelf for the koozies and they're all flopping all over the place. You pull yeah. one out, two fall down. It's, it's like, the worst. I, just because they're such a, a, a weird object where they're they're cylindrical and then they're also a little bouncy. A light in like, the ass. Yeah. They're, <laughs> a <little light. laughs> they're a little light in the ass. So they, they flop all over the place.
1: <clears throat> you know, we have a lot of guests over. It's like, here, take a koozie. <laughs> Uh, so that's 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 what we gave uh it was it was very nice it's always a very usually dotson goes out there with me uh is what the usually happens but he uh I don't know when he's having sex with his family I mean he's a lot of sex with his family recently God bless him um I hope he I hope he had a great time it, it's uh but it was it was fun and uh it was it, it's a good energy like I don't know what it, I don't know if anyone else experiences that but being out on Christmas Eve there's like a nice energy around um yeah You know, I think it's expectation. I think people are, some of it's nervous energy. People are hustling and bustling around. But I like it. I don't don't like just being in the house on Christmas Eve, so it's always fun. So I go get all the food. Um, Unbeknownst to me, Gigantor, my wife had conversed with Money Monk and had gotten an extra, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Not ribeye. Prime rib? Prime rib. An extra prime rib.
0: Damn.
1: Because uh, I said, look, boy. There's, a, there's a little, <laughs> let me tell you something. A spare prime rib, it's so important.
2: <laughs> fuck your spare tire.
1: Dude, I you actually went, your- <laughs> I went around to the back of my truck and I took the spare tire and I threw it into the street.
2: Put that back there. I put the
1: spare rib, I put the prime rib right there oh, where the spare shit. tire went. I was like, this is, this is much better. This is a much better. By the way, you know what? I stopped bowling because I don't want to pick up a spare anymore because oh, yes. I have the spare prime rip. <laughs> <laughs> this is so stupid. Um, can
2: you imagine <laughs> friends on the highway. Hey, can you help me out? I got no. Nope. You got you got two seventy five width right? I, you pull up, open it up. There's just a big You're just a steak, big
1: stake <laughs> in there. You just take your bowling ball and you just throw it down the street. <laughs> There's a bowling ball and a spare tire now at the bottom of his cul-de-sac. Shit. What the fuck happened? Oh, Dukes is here. He has his spare prime rib. <laughs> Why is nobody ever fucking came up with a spare prime rib? Oh my god. <laughs> uh she's a good woman. And so, uh, this—I'm not proud of this. So her, there's some sort of situation going on with her family. I won't get into it. She's very—it's she knows about it. I don't. But usually we host them all. Right? They all come over. The, the aunts, Gam Gam's still with us. God bless her. She's a fucking pistol. She gave me a, one of my favorite gifts I've ever gotten. I talked about it on boat a while ago. She gave me a brass rhinoceros head. Oh, yeah. And I hung it right at the front door. When you walk into our house, there is a brass rhinoceros head on the outside. It's fantastic. It's one of my favorite things I've ever been given. Uh, and she likes to drink. Like, she's, you know, in her 90s, so it's tough for her to get around. But I like. I like seeing her because she likes to drink and she talks shit and she like knows about. Uh, I mean, she's been alive forever. So like the shit that she can talk about, her, her mind is completely there. Yeah, so she could tell you about. You know, you think about ninety years ago. Yeah, I her, mean, and her and Ted are going back and forth. You the, the they have high lot, school stories. And they stuff. Have a lot in common. I tried to hook them up once, um, <laughs> but they're they like that side of the family. With the aunts and the uncles, they decided they're not coming. So it was just my me, my chick, and her parents, and then Hot Man Ted, who we talked about. I know you were yeah, upset about that. I, I, now he did promptly leave at five because he said he had someplace to be with his wife. Okay, but it was interesting. It was I, I enjoyed having him, and I, I, he's always welcome. But I, it was interesting that he did not spend Christmas with his family. Which, by the way, I hope continues. Um, so there was only going to be five of us for Christmas dinner, uh-huh. and, uh and. They like monk's ham, like they love the ham. And uh, what an honorable person would have done would be to bring up Because I got the ham, I got all the sides. Uh, the squash was a big hit. People, I'm not a big squash guy, but he did the butternut squash with like the fucking uh, brown sugar glaze. Just fucking fantastic. Uh, the mashed, but his mashed potatoes are just a triumph. And uh, I would get double gravy if that would be my uh, piece of advice for everybody. Why not? I got good gravy. Um, what, a, what a gentleman would have done would be to save the spare prime rib for Christmas dinner, so that I could put it out on the table with the ham. Yeah, that I am no gentleman. Oh, my wife was cleaning like a mad woman. I got back. I was a little drunk, if you can believe it. And I, uh, I opened up the prime rib and I fucking just—I am not proud of this. I put it up to my mouth and I just took a giant <laughs> bite out. Of
2: like a cartoon
1: <laughs> it is if it isn't the fattest thing I've ever done it's in the conversation oh, I, I,
2: I, <laughs> wish <laughs> you, <laughs> I wish you would have you a steak Fred Flintstone
1: I wish you would have taken a picture because I got both oh, hands around it I'm like oh. I, I look up and like I remember like my eyes just went bam like they sprung open I'm like this this is the best thing I've ever eaten in my life she goes, will you please get a plate? <laughs> I'm like, uh, yeah. So then I get a the big knife and I cut all around where my bite mark was. <laughs> it's like a fucking two pounds of goddamn meat, and I slice it in half, and then I just go back. I go downstairs because there's football. Yeah, yeah. Um, was there a game on Christmas Eve? What the fuck? Yeah, there were. There were two. Was there? Well, no, that's on Christmas. Oh, no, no. no that's tripping, on Christmas Day. That's on me. Oh no, it's Christmas Eve. I was. It was. Um, I was getting ready for it's a wonderful life. Oh yeah, because that comes on at eight. Um And uh, I was just down there, and I realized I didn't have a fork. (laughs) I didn't have a knife. So I'm just picking up these big chunks of fucking prime rib and just eating them. And I pour myself a little something. And I'm like, oh, this is so great. This is the life. It's all you've ever wanted. It's all I've ever wanted in my life is what was going on that night. Uh, And then she's running around. And so I I have to put the Kaiba. If I let her, I don't know... You know like those horses where it's like, you, you, before you put them back in the barn, you got to cool them off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if you run them too hot, like, they'll run themselves to death, a horse. Like, a, a horse will run itself to fucking death if you let it. Right. Um, that's her. I don't want to compare her to a beast of burden, but if I let her succumb to her neuroses, when I, I stopped her when she was scrubbing the inside of the trash cans Uh, and then turned, looked at the oven, which was on and said, oh my God, I need to clean the oven, opened the oven and started cleaning it while it was on. I said, get up, stop what you're doing. It's over. The house looks great. Everything's clean. It's only three people coming over tomorrow. Stop. Right. Come downstairs, have a chunk of ribeye, (laughs) fucking have a drink. We're going to watch. It's a wonderful life. And, and she's just like, because she just keeps going, and I'm like, hey, you got to stop. Like, like, if we could somehow balance what she does and what I do, I think we'd have one normal person, right? Um, so we sit down, and I got my favorite. My favorite night of the evening is Christmas Eve, where I, I prep for it all year. Tour, I have, um, I have antique Budweiser. I think they're supposed to be juice glasses, but I I put bourbon in them. Then I get the Christmas bottle of either Woodford or Maker's Mark for that year. Then I have to, these are the things that I have to have, and I have to have the Yankee candle, Christmas Eve candle that I only light, I light right as It's a Wonderful Life comes on. It is burning in my house right now, by the way, for those people that don't know. I have to burn it to completion. These are my rituals. And then... We start the movie at 8, and then by the time the movie is done, I am uh, drunk enough and have cried enough where then I can just go upstairs and, and go to bed or, you we, we know, watch something else, whatever it is. But that is the ceremony. So it comes on, and I live tweet. And uh, we're watching the movie, and uh, I, everything worked out perfect. I had the right bottle. I had the right candle. I had the right uh, setup. And I uh, just had a, a lovely evening, a fantastic day, tape, tape to tape. I do a lot of bitching and kvetching. i'm sitting there i'm eating a chunks of uh steak uh drinking uh hooch we're watching the movie i got the candles going all the lights are up and then my chick brings me uh she, she said i'm I'm too excited i have to give you your christmas present now and i said well you know that's fine we're adults you could give me the christmas present whenever you want right so I said I'll go get one of your Christmas presents. So I go get her, and I got her the the fucking Uggs. I got her two pairs of Uggs. Oh, I can't believe! but I tell you what, man, you want to make your chick happy, buy her some fucking Uggs. Big I pop. Why well, don't get it every time? Why is it? Why does it work every time? Because they're luxurious. I also think so fluffy. They don't ever go away. Like they're I always. I mean, I don't like them. I don't like the way they look. Uh, I hate that you wear them, but like they're for. I've always thought they're for chicks, and now they seem very ubiquitous for men as well. But, but I feel like she – I don't know. I don't know when Uggs wear out. So I I don't I think I could get her pairs every year and she would be happy. But um got her the two pairs of Uggs. Big pop. Um, the Uggs actually does gift wrapping for those of you men. Uh, they do a great job. <laughs> they do yeah. a much better job than you can. And there's a big Uggs label. You know like when you buy Tiffany's, you know what it is? Yeah, yeah, that's They're that color. Yeah. Big fucking Uggs label right on the uh, the bag. And so she, whoop, big pop when that happened. <laughs> then I got her the slippers and the boots. And I didn't get her brown ones. And apparently that's big. She says, everybody's got the brown ones. I don't yeah. want the brown ones anymore. It's the so. Normie Palooza color. I think that's what, I, I didn't know that. So I got her gray, and she's big pop for the gray boots. Yeah, it's a sleek look. And then I got her, I don't do this a lot because she's fairly practical. I got her the big coach bag. Um, oh, yeah. Which, fuck all. Uh <laughs> That's a rabbit hole right there, you know, because <laughs> I don't know what the fuck. I, I don't. Dude, the, it's a, it's like Minesweeper. What is what is what does it do for them the handbag bit? Because that's I, I'm sure there'll be women listening to the show. I don't care about that. Okay, but I think you're the exception because the handbag game is so deep. And I found out. Thank God I knew she liked Coach because you could if you fucking go through all the brands, you're going to be there God. all goddamn it's, day. She, and she gave me no direction. She goes, I want a coach bag about this big. She said this about two or three months ago. And I yeah. was like, all right. So I filed that away. Thank God I picked – I just looked at one that kind of looked like some other bag she had. And I was like, I'm going to go with this one. Yeah. Huge pop. Like, humongous <laughs> pop when it came out. And the fucking thing is the way they wrap them up. I mean, they wrap every little piece of it. There's a little – there's terminology for everything on this yeah, bag. Yeah, yeah. There's a chain hanging off the bag that has the coach logo. Uh-huh. That's called something? Don't know what. She does. I learned that's very important. Oh yeah, because you, <laughs> like, you, you got to have that.
2: Because that's a, is that a, what it is? It's like a it's, an, it's an identifier. Hmm. Uh, that's the big. I mean, you see the Louis Vuitton bags. It's like okay, some some of them are a little more more subtle, where it's just like a little imprint on it. But all of them, it's just that that checkered pattern, checkered pattern. Yeah,
1: yeah. I don't know. It was a little chain. She was very excited about that. But I, the, the handbag, it <sighs> look. Do you see this Tyrannosaurus in front of me? I do. This thing was like fifteen hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah. Any chick would think that's stupid. I would assume they would think that's dumb, and they're probably right. Um I don't get the handbag thing tour at all as far as a status symbol. I, I like the fact that it's not it's practical in a yeah. way where you're actually using it for something. You know, jewelry to me is the dumbest thing of them all, or flowers, because flowers die. But jewelry serves no purpose whatsoever. At least a bag. When we go out for dinner, she's throwing all the shit in the bag. But man, I tell you what—if there, there's some weird shit out there that people base uh, self worth about, it's got to be those fucking bags, man. Because that thing was—I mean, it was outrageously expensive. Yeah. Like I could have bought. I could have gotten her a, a PlayStation Five. Think think about the difference for the prices on eBay. Like think about. You guys going land parties together. <laughs> I just don't understand. Well, I'm like, i, I I'm trying to say I was like, you know, yeah, my PlayStation was cheaper than that. Right. So she's like, what? I'm like, all right, never mind.
2: <laughs> I just don't understand. I got, it's okay that I don't understand. I just I don't understand. It's a. Um, I think when you go and get multiple handbags, it's it's to keep it keep yourself fresh, and then because you see some. Uh, Ladies walking around with uh, rather rather torn uh, Are handbags. You in the hand-
1: I feel like you're interested in handbags.
2: No, but I, I got sisters and a mom, and I, I, I've seen the progression of the handbags and the importance of them. Uh, of, what do you mean the progression? Like like they used to not have them, and now it's like handbag city. And it's not like they're going out and getting Gucci handbags or anything like that. But no, it's not. No, you're just, not from your dad. I don't but know but it's that much. Like, but even like a, <laughs> a even like a little one, they're like, oh, they get a huge pop because it's like new, and you get to carry it with you. You're like, oh, this looks nice, and they pair it with the outfit. It's a it it's evades a, me. It's a complete, it's a culture, the the handbag stuff.
1: It is interesting to me how it's universally bought into. Um, Maybe there's some comparisons, comparables with dudes, but I see dudes wearing Supreme hats. I don't see lots of dudes wearing Supreme hats. Every girl that I see walking around has got some version of this bag that I gave uh, to my chick. Um, She's very excited. She comes down the stairs and uh, she's got a giant box for me, and it's very old, very old box. And uh, we open it up, and it is—I uh, think you saw it. I put it. I posted it on Instagram. I love the ceramic, the old school grandma ceramic uh, Christmas trees. Yeah, with the little colored bulbs that come out the side. Yeah, they rule. Yeah. Uh, we didn't have one in my house, and I don't know what happened to my grandparents' one. I didn't get it. Uh, so I've never... Like, I think most people pass them down. Like, lots of families have a couple of them, um, and I, didn't, I don't have a real one. I have one that I bought at, like, Bed Bath & Beyond <laughs> for, like, 50 bucks. Uh-huh. And I like it, and I enjoy it, but th- she got me a fucking ceramic Christmas tree that has a music box attached to the bottom of it, and then that attaches to a decanter... <laughs> That was filled with bourbon uh made from a company that john wayne's son owns <laughs> which was the fucking wow. wildest thing to figure out because we started researching there's none of the i immediately went to ebay because i wanted to see i've never I don't, I don't know how i could not have known this thing exists right for as, as much as i'm into christmas and into drinking whiskey i it seems to me something that i would have already bought for myself and uh, there was only one other one on eBay, and it didn't really have a lot of information. I couldn't find much stuff online about it, but it's 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 fantastic, uh, and I was I was a very big fan of it, and I immediately thought about, I, I could just picture uh, Ellen Ripley just swatting it with her tail and having it go over, so I said, this has to go out of this room right now and go up into the other room, and it has to be secured. Um but she hit a bunch of home runs this year. She's the Gift giver extraordinary. Uh, I've told you about my blow molds, of course. Yeah, uh, we have one here in the shop. And um, Don Featherstone is the—he's the man, uh, tour. He is the blow mold fucking guy. Uh, he actually invented the pink flamingo, if you can believe it. And uh, for people that don't know what blow molds are, think of the uh, think of the plastic. I would say most of when you're a kid, I think you think they're kind of cheesy actually
2: uh yeah you might see them at a church or somewhere like that or, uh, you think so i i that's where i remember like in the in the fellowship hall it's more like secular that. to me
1: there's jesus ones i mean there's definitely there's you know the manger scenes yeah um but they're like the the, the hollowed out white plastic uh, bits with a little bulb in the back so they light up um they make them for the holidays mostly for christmas but they have thanksgiving ones they have uh, Halloween ones, and she got me a really cool Don Featherstone Halloween blow mold, and now I have uh, two, which I will be putting up this Halloween season, probably beforehand. What's nice about running the store is we're always doing shit year round, so like I have an excuse to put my shit up where I don't—I don't think other people do. Got me a bunch of stuff that was uh, that was real nice, and um, got me a bunch of Miller Lite paraphernalia. I mean, she really knows me really well. I, I really wish I was still working out because everything kind of evolved around either food or drinking, and I'm like, oh, clearly these are my passions. Um, <laughs> so um, that day went really the the, the gift giving portion of it went really well, and then uh, Christmas Day was lovely. We had a, a lovely dinner. And a hot man came over, and uh, we had some, some drinks and talked to her family. I like her, her parents very much; they're very nice. So, I spent some time with them. Told them they asked a lot about the movie. I forgot I was in a movie. Um, like, where's the movie? And I'm like, I don't know. So, I think it, I don't know if people think the movie's fake now. So, I had to pull out my fucking uh, phone and show them videos and say, "Look, here's me with this guy, and here's me with it." They didn't know who Billy Zane was, which is kind of weird. Um, I was like, "Well, he's in Titanic," and the other one of them was seen Titanic, and I was like, well, "That's mm-hmm. kind of odd." Um, but, uh, we did all of that. And then, uh, that night everyone left and there was two football games on oh, yeah. two football games on and yeah, I'm very excited. Chick is not, she had gotten, uh, the, um, I call it peppermint bark cause that's what it was, but it's, I believe the peppermint white chocolate Oreo ice cream pie from tipped cow. And uh, like everyone does when they come over and you have a dessert. They, oh, no, no, no. I, I don't want any of that. I, I don't know what that bit is, Tor, where everyone is on their diet when they're around you. And then, uh, I don't know. I, I, I guess they're having pie some
2: other point of the day. I tell you what, the Tor family Christmas Eve, yeah. they put down some pie and they cake. They did. Oh, the whole family. I'm really jealous of that.
1: Because whenever I've ever offered a dessert to anybody, it gets. it's very
2: politely turned down. It got... What did you
1: guys get for Christmas dinner?
2: Uh, we had uh, a Christmas dinner. My mom made um, short ribs, uh, and then uh, that was fantastic. Mm. Um, and then Christmas Eve, we did the, the ham at Granddad's house. So okay. It, that was the, kind of the, the wholesome family time. What was it or, like a honey-baked ham? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, we brought over some country ham. And there was the sides and the biscuits. are would you get to monks? It's of the, the tradition. I, I'm, a, I'm okay. almost certain next year it'll be a monks. I can't Cause, recommend cause it the, enough. Because the Thanksgiving huge massive pop yeah man, it because it's, it's
1: just my it's pros better. It's, it's better it's, it's just better right. i mean I, I like when everyone makes the food too like i like that but jesus christ first of all cleaning up it's so much nicer yeah. and then you have all the leftovers right there you can immediately start making the sandwiches um nobody wanted any pie which was uh you know par for the course i i take a slice of this fucking pie yeah and i started eating it and i at first, I started tearing up, and I and I was like, I was. Like, I had a moment of epiphany tour. her. I'm like, "You're crying about pie. Like, you need to go talk to somebody. Probably a personal trainer, but also a psychiatrist. Like, nobody should have tears well up in their eyes because of pie." Um, when I tell you it was the best pie that I've ever had, it was the. It's the best pie I've ever. I love peppermint. I love peppermint bark. It's yeah. my favorite thing on earth. It was so fucking good. But I, I did the same thing. God, I'm a fat pig. She shouldn't fucking leave me. I scoop the slice up with my hand. Oh, my God. And I walk over. And it, you've never been at my house, but it's got this little split-level thing where, like, there's a, a kind of like a seating area when you walk in. And then you go down into the den where the TV and the couch is. And she's down on the couch. And I'm standing at the top of the stairs where Big Ring told me I had the champagne-colored glasses. And I and I literally am holding the pie up like the Statue of Liberty. Yeah. <laughs> I say something to the effect of, have you tried
2: this fucking pie? <laughs> so you're holding like a pizza slice off of Yeah, month? yeah.
1: And it's up in the air. And I know she hasn't tried the pie because I cut into the pie myself. Right. And there was no other uh, blemishes. She goes, no, is it good? I go, is it good? <laughs> so I eat the rest of that slice with my hand. Yeah. And then I go back and I cut a larger slice and I put that on a plate. And I bring it downstairs, and my wife's doing the same. Better parents just did, and Ted just did, and everybody. Oh, I don't, I don't want any dessert right now. I'm like, I go down and I fucking have a fork, and I go, "You're trying this pie, right, fucking now." <laughs> <And> eat it, <laughs> fucking take. It. And I know, like, if I if I give her the first bite of something, she don't like eating after people, which is very weird. Um, but uh, I was like, take the first bite. And she she took the first bite. She's like, "Wow, that it's really good." I'm like, "Good, it's not good." It's it made me cry She said you cried about the pie? I like, yes I cried about the pie <laughs> So then I took I texted Monk And I go I'm so fucking pissed at you right now <laughs> He's like what what's wrong I'm Like is the food bad I was like "I was like, this pie is so good I had to cry I was like why isn't this po- Why isn't this pie available year round I was like what's wrong with you And he's like well I, I can make it whenever you want I was like no it needs to be available for everyone <laughs> I'm yelling at him on text. Look, look, look. look, look. I am crying right now, thinking about the pie. Thinking about the pie, dude.
2: (laughs) Ahoy, Coconut Commandos. Pleasure Island's own Gigantor here to let you know that Ponytails and Cocktails have a brand new album out called Traditional Maritime Music. Their third album features the smash hit All Request Saturday Night and their brand new single Ballad of a Bullshitter. Pick up a hard copy today on CommonwealthDryGoods.com or stop by Commonwealth Dry Goods in Fairfax. Ponytails and Cocktails and are also on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Bandcamp at Ponytails Music.
1: It is a bummer. Well, let's start with it. Uh, the great John Madden passed away uh, last night. I was actually... Well, it was yesterday evening, right? Yeah. Um, it was weird because I was talking about... I was having a discussion. Actually, I actually was texting with my, my former boss uh, yesterday about uh, somebody else that had passed away. And... Uh, it popped up as we were talking about somebody that had died, uh that John Madden had died and he was 85 years old. And a lot of people made this point, but it was really interesting because uh the NFL network just did that or Fox was the Fox, the NFL Network. I think it was Fox Sports. They did this big special on Christmas Day on John Madden. And our, our buddy Matthew Collar, who we've had on the show, Collier, who we've had on the show many times, uh, who covers the Vikings up in Minnesota, he made a really salient point, I thought, toward, and I actually felt really good about it. He said, um, You know, it's always sad when this happens, but think about how many times do people get to sit down and hear all the kind thoughts that everybody has about them and the career that they've had right before they pass away. It's probably very, very rare. Uh, And in that special, he got to do a lot of that. So that did that made me feel a little bit better the morning after reading that, because I thought that was a really good point.
2: Yeah, it's it's always after. I mean, uh Chadwick Bozeman, everywhere you right. know, he was beloved also yeah, but dude, that's uh, was the right mid- after. But that's the yeah. middle of his life. Right.
1: And like nobody knew he was sick. I mean, at least I mean, God bless Madden. At least at 85 is he had, he had if I mean he lived three or four lifetimes. Right. You know, I mean, that guy made the use of every minute that he had. I can tell you're bummed. Let me ask you something. We talked, it's weird because you and I were talking about Madden. The other day, like very recently, um, on the show. And I, I think I think I remember you saying you don't remember. Some are All in Madden. Did you ever hear any of those games?
2: Uh no, he, they weren't my play by play guys. I had Michaels and Madden, um, and then my Monday night guys were uh Tarico. Uh he was my Monday night guy. All
1: right, that's that's ten seconds ago. So that's that's right. sad. But um <laughs> Al Michaels and John Madden were great, and that was Sunday night football, right? Yeah. That was when Sunday night football became like the premier destination, right but, when John Madden went to Fox, it was such a big fucking deal. And it was Pat Summerall. And he he called he called games for every network. And the weird thing is, is like he fucking he, he was the guy. You knew that it was a big game if you heard John Madden and Pat Summerall. You, you knew it was huge. And when Fox made the play for those guys, they made the play. First of all, it's what legitimized the television, I don't know what it will take to get you to play the song. I mean, I've, I've nodded at you seven times. Oh, I missed the nods. And also, maybe right when we start talking about him, you could have you could have played it. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I was down bad on Monday. Um, like, Fox was a joke of a fucking television station tour. I don't know if you know this. Like, Fox was never like CBS and NBC. It was the station that had uh, Married with Children on it. Like, it was a fucking joke. Okay. Um, and the way they got their legitimacy is they got the NFL, and then they brought Madden Summer all over, and it was the biggest thing ever. And I'll just, I'll always think of when this music would hit, and then those guys were calling a game. It, it just was as good as it got, and, I, and I, I, I'm glad I'm spending some time. And I, I knew, I knew he won a Super Bowl. You know, I knew he was synonymous with the Raiders. Um, I knew that he had, he was a professional football player. Like I, I knew about John Madden, but you know the good. I wish we weren't in a spot where we really spend some time thinking about somebody, it's after they pass away, you know? I, I feel like that's the case, that's when you learn something and you really do a deep dive and find out a person. I wish we could do that. I say that about painters and artists, like, why not appreciate their art while they're still with us? Why do we have to wait until they pass? That's right. kind of a bummer.
2: It is, um, but also it just seemed like that's kind of how it naturally comes about, right. is, is that people really start getting their feelings out. because? most of the time it's not like that. You're kind of just going through, oh, I, I like uh, when we, when you have reminisced on on this show, I think a, a couple times saying, Pat Summerall, John Madden, they're my guys. Yeah. I, I, but it, it just doesn't come in such an influx where it's all you're sitting with is just sitting and watching people tweet about him and talk about him and it's just like, wow. It, it, I kind of think that the, When it has like a national impact like that, it it does seem more elevated with his life.
1: Unfortunately, it took you know it takes people passing from times to do that. Um, I didn't know this. John Madden owns the best winning percentage in the modern football era. He won seventy five point nine percent of his games. Fucking stupendous. And what's weird about it is, is that when I see him like as a younger man, it almost just doesn't look. Right, because, you know, he was in front of the camera for so long calling games. And and that's, I remember, what's sad for me is how many people just know him for the video game. But on the other hand, so he's, for a player, for a coach, for a broadcaster, and then there's this weird phenomenon where you have this game that has lasted for decades and decades and decades that people buy every year that has its own culture surrounding it, and it's his name on it. And And I imagine there's a lot of younger people that don't even They probably don't even look into why it's called Madden Football. You know, they might not even know who the dude is. Right. Because it used to be not just his name on it, he was on the cover. The covers with John Madden on the cover of Madden Football are the best. They're the absolute best. They make the ones with the players look stupid. By the way, you know, there's been two Titans on the cover of uh, Madden Football. Can you name
2: them? Um, Okay, I know Vince Young was on 08, that was my favorite. Uh, I think. Let me get Eddie George. Eddie George was the first player
1: to be on the oh, cover. Yeah. <laughs> the first player to be on the cover of Madden football. Um and uh it was his voice calling the game. Like I've got I I don't know if anyone can find this and send it in. This is this will be burnt. I will when I pass, when I shed the modal coil, this will be in the back of my brain. Grant Winstrom has big playability. And the reason was <laughs> that was I, the Rams were my squad, uh-huh. and when I that was when I was the heaviest in the Madden, and I and I what I would do is I'd run this little stunt in the middle, and Grant Winstrom, for some reason he was one of the tackles, he he would get to the quarterback half the time, and every like every third time he fucking tackled, you know whoever I was sacking Mike Vick or whoever it probably wasn't Mike Vick at the time Donovan McNabb, um, that's what Madden would say in in Madden's voice, <laughs> and it used to be Madden and Summerall calling the fucking games, and it was less of a its own entity was an extension of what they did on um sunday but what's what's crazy about it is like the association everyone's made the same points about him but the association with with thanksgiving like he just owned that holiday he just seemed to embody that holiday and all the the shtick with the turducken and everybody being presented that and it's now just ubiquitous guys are eating turkey legs no one did that madden did all that stuff like that was always madden's bit um and he would, you know, circle the someone'd be eating a, a, a fucking candy bar on the sideline. He would circle the candy bar and then he'd point an arrow towards the trash can and be like, oh, the rapper's gonna go in there. Like fucking, he just he was so like um comfortable in his so yeah. in his own skin. Yeah, I think one of the people why one of the reasons why people don't like Dennis Miller in the booth is not because Dennis Miller wasn't funny. It just it felt like he was preparing to do an act. And there was nothing about Madden that was an act. Everything felt Genuine, and that's why I think if you go back and watch these Miller Lite commercials. They're just they're just fucking great. I mean, they're just have spe- You watch the one where they're all playing baseball? Uh, no, I haven't seen that one. They have a Miller Lite great taste, less uh, great taste, less filling. Was the uh, the fu- for some reason people were really concerned with getting filled up with beer back in the eighties? Um, no one talks about it now. Like whenever you do a Bud Light ad or a Coors Light, nobody ever says, "Hey, it won't fill you up." But like that was a huge <laughs> problem back then. There is a a baseball game between a uh, team great taste and team less filling. <laughs> and I believe at the end of it, Madden comes bursting through the wall oh. as he always did. He's got a big less filling baseball jersey <laughs> on, which I'd kill for if I had that thing. It doesn't fit him at all. Like uh it was just that he was always crushing through walls and like holding up Miller Lights, and I just fucking loved all the shit. I've got him crushing through two walls you here. Do? I got the audio here. Oh, I love to hear it. Let me hear one of these. Is this a Miller Light commercial? <laughs> yeah. Could I go for a nice cold light beer from Miller. So I thought I'd just pop in at my favorite hangout and have one with the guys while well, the whole gang drinks light. Oh, sure, there's a lot of other light beers around, but we all agree that light beer from Miller tastes terrific. And get this, it's less filling. John, how many times have I told you, use the door, huh? I forgot. I'm sorry. Light beer from Miller. Everything you always wanted in a beer, and less. You walk through the door. Like I was saying, light beer tastes great. And another thing. And another thing, um, the reason that worked is because John Madden was a guy that you would expect to just bump into sitting at a fucking sports bar. Can you imagine Tor, if you saw Joe Buck sitting at a Bennigan's drinking and watching a football game on Monday night, you'd probably call the cops, right? Or I'd think, say,
2: why is this turtleneck gentleman sitting here alone? He wouldn't look
1: he would not look like he should be there, is what no. I'm saying. Troy Aikman, go down the fucking list. Kevin <laughs> Kevin Albert, none of those guys look like they're real people. Right. Madden looked like everyone that was sitting around watching football, and he sounded like it and he felt like it, but he was also a fucking expert he was jeed you know what i mean like he was who who was more royalty in the sport of football he, it was an unbelievable blend of charisma down to earthness i don't even know if that's a way to say something but also just he knew everything he knew everything about football and all the all the all the players that i liked he liked yeah. You know, and everyone always t- I love hearing Nate Newton talk about his relationship with John Madden. It just makes me so fucking happy to hear that. But he loved fullbacks and he loved offensive linemen, and he just loved all the guys that you would expect him to love. Um, he he's great. He's just fucking great. And, I, and as soon, I, and the second he retired from calling football games, I just feel like the water level went down. There's guys that I like, Buck and Aikman. You know, I
2: don't. I, I like them. People people it, are pissed at them. It, but yeah, I, they've gotten a bad rap. But I thought they. I don't know. They have developed a little more and they've grown on me. I
1: always thought Redskins fans were way too hard on Troy Aikman. I think he does a very good job of calling it. If you watch Michael Irving or Deion Sam, anyone talk about being a cowboy, it's like so over the top and Aikman doesn't do that, but whoever your A-list, is it Collinsworth and Aikman or your A-list color commentary guys right now? Oh. Right? That has gosh. to be who it is, right? People love Riddick on ESPN. He's fine. He's fine. The Monday Night guys are fine. This is probably the one of the, le- except for, who's the fucker calling the games? Levy on ESPN. Is that for Monday Night Football? Yeah. Uh, he's he's a cornball. <laughs> I'm sure he's a nice man, but as far as a booth, like, that booth's fine, but it's, there's nothing superstarish about that booth. Right. And, and when Madden and Summerall were coming to town, that was, like, a huge, if you had those guys calling your game, like, everybody just freaked out, and um, I don't feel that way about anybody. That calls games right now. Um, as much as there's some, some some guys out there that are pretty good at it, um, I also think that there's just such a lack of sports. Is I think one of the reasons why McAfee is such a big deal uh, tour is that when you get to that level, there's not a lot of personality in a lot of athletes, and if there is, it's either the real showboated, bra- braggadocious like wide receiver stuff, or it's fake. You know, it's somebody right. that's putting on an act. And I think the reason why McAfee's such a big deal is that it's... I think people can sense it's kind of genuine with him. Yeah. It's a thousand times that with Madden. Oh, yeah. is it To find that much personality in a guy that had that level... I mean, just think about Jimmy Johnson trying to be energetic and fucking crazy on camera, and then think about how forced that looks compared to what John Madden did. No, John
2: Madden was a walking caricature, and he didn't mind it. It, 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 He just lived it. And you're like, wow. And he had no... it, It Never had any shame. Never was embarrassed by anything you know he was just a, a football dude in the booth that has made that sport his life in every single facet and you're just like wow he is bigger he's bigger than than life he he's a larger than life guy he was he was he, he, he transcended the sport and then to go
1: back to one of the reasons I always have so much respect for Christofferson is all the different things like I don't know how he fit everything in his life that he has and that you could say the same thing about like to be excellent. At coaching football yeah and then to be the best that ever did it at talking about football it's just a completely different drop you don't see a lot of head coaches sitting there doing color commentary anymore you know what i mean like they're the guys that are in the booth like tony dungy bill Cower, jimmy johnson they're sitting there talking about it in the studio they're not traveling from town to town the cruiser you know the the, the, the fact that he had the bus it's everything compounded itself to build him in and he, it just didn't seem
2: like he was trying for any of it it just seemed like who he was I think he just genuinely loved the sport and yeah. that's on every little documentary they've done about it it's just, he talks about how blessed he was to be able to carry on with this sport and have that be his livelihood in, in each part of his life. I'm like, wow.
1: There's been some horrible tweets today, but there's been all my, w- way more good ones about it. There was uh, some guy that tweeted out about how he worked in a uh, when he would come to Baltimore to call a game. There was this place that had this crab soup that he liked and they'd, they'd keep this fucking restaurant open for him. And then he would show up and like he would eat one bowl of this crab soup, <laughs> and then sign everybody's shit and like dip 100 bucks and get on the cruiser and drive out of town. And there's just like a shitload of those. If you, if the story about the turducken and the company that had them and how like Madden put that on the map and like what he did for that, it's just it's fun to hear those stories. Um, It's weird. I forgot. I think it was might have been a UFC fighter. Might have been Cormier. I'm not sure. I read a compilation of UFC fighter tweets about Madden because I thought it was Dana Dana White put a big thing up, and um, I felt somewhat similar when Philip Seymour Hoffman passed away where it's somebody that you've never had any contact with, like never ever once interacted with, but it felt like a, it felt like they were a part of your life and they felt like, um, I'm not comparing Philip Seymour Hoffman to John Madden, I'm just saying personally, when I found out they had passed away, I, I had a similar reaction where it's like, oh my God, you feel like you, you lost somebody that was in your life, even though you've never had any contact with them.
2: Hey, everyone. If you haven't become a Facebook supporter of The Chad Duke Show or want more information, head to Chad Duke Show on Facebook and click the supporter hub tab. It's $5 a month. You'll get access to all the video content from our bonus shows and Friday night boot nannies.
1: Jimmy showed up looking like he should be working at a pool supply company. I mean, he looked like shirt. the Kool-Aid man. Here's, if your, it was chlorine, here's your chlorine tablets, <laughs> to Mr. Dukes. Um, I'm not going to make a Kool-Aid man joke because you're making a fat joke about him. I just think it's difficult for him to find clothes. So he's But he's wearing those, you know, all those slacks he has that they are clearly sweatpants, but they're supposed to look like slacks. Yeah. He's got those on. He's wearing the sneakers that I bought him. <laughs> I'm like, Jim, you fucking, do you doing a pair of hard shoes, you know, anything? And he, no, dear boy. These are noisy shoes at all. I and I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, and he's already, I don't know how, Jim got a big stain in the middle of his shirt. <laughs> yeah. I, I think walking in, I think a seagull exploded on his chest oh. walking into the Ruth's Chris. Um, and I could tell he was uncomfortable because I don't think he goes to a lot of places like that. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I thought everybody, you know, kind of looked the part, and uh, mm-hmm. it was nice, and everybody arrived a little bit early. The place opened at 4.30. We got, for some reason, Steve made the earliest <laughs> the earliest reservation you possibly, I'm glad he did because it was a girthy evening. Um, so we walk in, and everyone doesn't know what to do because, like, do we wear a mask? Do we not wear a mask? And I'm like, well, I'm not wearing a mask. So we walk through. The guy's there and he says, oh, a reservation for Mr. Jackson. or we're like, yes, of course. And so they're getting everything sorted out. And uh, the waitress goes, follow me. And everyone freezes. Like, nobody will follow her. Like, they're They're terrified. So I turn around, I look, I go. So everybody's scared, right? <laughs> All right. So I just follow her. So walking through it, the restaurant's completely empty, and they put us in
0: the way back, okay, so <laughs> the farthest spot back you could go.
1: We hit the we hit the fucking fire exit, yeah. like it was right next to us. Oh, it's perfect. And it was a booth, so we're in the back corner too. So like oh, yeah. we're jammed mm-hmm. into the back. Let me tell you something, Tor. If you or and Monk actually did show up for this dinner. It just wouldn't have worked. Like there was just not enough. <laughs> there was not enough real estate, and we saw the booth, and there was just kind of this unspoken thing. Like, okay, we know who has to get in the booth, and then we know who has to take the chairs. So, like Dottie and Goat and Steve, who are kind of normal sized people, went in there, and then the uh, the outside, of the valence electrons were uh, Dukes, Jimmy J, and then. Uh, Ant Man, who uh, again looked like he was eight the entire evening <laughs> and then by the way, Ant Man comes waddling up and he's got his Yankees hat on. I'm like, take that fucking thing off, go put it in the car. He's like, I'll take it off once I get in. And he takes his hat off and he's definitely combed his hair, but it's it's straight up. It's like yours. It's like it's like three three inches high, as tall, so it makes him look even younger. Um so we sit down our waiter comes over and he's uh he's a very nice guy i think mm-hmm. what was his name again? Mason. mason mason he was, he was a, very, a great guy very nice guy if you get him at the uh, well, he definitely didn't give us a discount but if you if you give <laughs> if you get him at ruth's chris he's, he's a great waiter um he's like hey you boys want something from the bar let's get started with this and blah blah blah. have you been to ruth's chris do i need to explain our size and ruth if you've ever been there it's it's real easy it's steaks and it's potatoes <laughs> that's pretty much it you can mm-hmm. order a couple other things but that's what you're ordering and it don't get no it don't get no better. So the boys sit down and uh, we're getting our drinks and stuff. There's no beer at Ruth's Chris. So I noticed there's a couple of panicky peeps. There's a couple of people like flipping
0: over menus and looking at wine lists <laughs> and being like, "Oh no, what the fuck?" Yeah, I didn't I didn't know that they didn't serve beer. There. You know why?
1: No. Beer is a beverage for m- a middle to lower class. Beer is a poor man's drink. That's oh, why. Oh, I did not yes. know that. That's why when you see businessmen going out, they don't drink beer. They drink Liquor uh, and wine. So that's that's what you get. When you go to a really nice place, generally they don't serve beer for the same reason why TJ Fridays took the fucking hip hop off the goddamn jukebox. It's like they're trying to send a message without actually sending a message. Um, I, I
0: also noticed that they don't have any uh, cheaper alcoholic drinks. Uh, beverages as far as like types of vodka or or bourbon no no it's what it's they have. all very nice
1: yeah because it's very nice yeah you're, you're going and that's you want that i yeah. think if you go there you're expecting that and also there's probably it's going to keep a certain element out of that poor people uh, <laughs> out of that restaurant um so yeah, it, it's just, it's not what everybody's used to. Uh, luckily, they had bourbon. So uh, I, I had suffered under the guise that I wasn't going to drink. Tor, I, I told that to my wife. I said, I have to stop drinking. Like, I, I, it's ruining my life. Like, it's actually affecting my life now. And she goes, you need to drink. And I said, why? She goes, you need to be fun. Steve wants you to be fun. It's his Christmas present. You be fun. I'm like, you mean I'm not fun when I don't drink? She's like, no. And I'm like, oh, okay, all right. So... I had this conversation on the way into the That's restaurant. That's the many elevator conversations <laughs> it was, that we've had. It was very tough, very tough. Um, so uh, we all order uh, uh, beverages. Um, and then, uh, like, hey, do you want to do appetizers? Everyone's, everyone, I don't know why everyone's scared, but everybody's scared. Like, I would not expect Steve Pie Taster to be scared in a place like this because, he's a, again, he's an adult, you know? He's got a wife that they celebrate anniversaries, and they go to nice places. And But nobody wants to do anything. I, and I think maybe it's because they knew I was picking up the check. Um, but I kept saying, hey, order whatever you want. Let's do it. And uh, I saw the chilled seafood tower, oh, yeah. um, which was really expensive. Um, <laughs> I don't want to get too much into Well, write down what you think the dinner tab was, Tor.
0: Okay. I'll go with... Can I write down what
1: I think it was? You didn't see it? No, I did mm-hmm. not see it.
0: Okay, sure. Yeah, write it down.
1: Oh, no, that's
2: because I didn't You know little mental math over there? Yeah.
1: Okay. All right, man has given me his figure. All right, you're low. Okay, you're closer. Okay, you're actually right on with the tip. <laughs> yeah, that is what it costs <laughs> with the tip. See. Look at look, look at it, man. He's a, a pocket watching <laughs> motherfucker, isn't he? Oh, wow,
0: that's with the tip. Um, oh, I didn't think about the drinks.
1: Oh yeah, you didn't think yeah, about yeah, them, yeah, did yeah. you? That's By true. the way, the drinks, the, the the booze was flowing like wine. That's that's all I'm. Gonna, that's all I'm gonna fucking say is that I think everybody had five or six cocktails once they realized the cocktails are all thirty five bucks. Of course a piece. they are. Mm-hmm. So, but honestly, I didn't. I, I didn't. I didn't. I wanted everyone to enjoy themselves. I don't like it when people are worried if you're picking up the tab. Like, oh, I don't want to. Be, no, no, no. We, we don't, when is the last time we did a Joe Rogan dinner? Never. So let's let's do it upright. So I order the chilled uh, seafood tower for the boys, and I said, if Tor was here, which of course he never would be, this is what he has for dinner. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And they bring this fucking thing out, and it's like, you know, you've been there. It's like a three-piece production where they have like a stand, and and then they just come out of the back, and you're like, what the fuck is that? Because it's got lobster heads coming out of the top. It's on a bed of ice, and there's just claws sticking out of it. yeah. It's so it was uh, what well, it was prawns. So it was oh you lobster, wrote it down.
0: Shrimp, ahi tuna poke and colossal lump crab, and the shrimp were jumbo. Shrimp. Mu- they looked like prawns. They were huge shrimp, uh, big lobster claws, mm-hmm. and
1: they just had like little bowls of. And it came with all like the various sauces and oh, stuff yeah. and like crackers that you could load shit on. Um, it was very impressive, very impressive, um, and I could see the boys. We're enjoying it. It's not necessarily my thing. So, like, I tried a couple. I tried the, the tuna and I tried the, uh, what is it, the lump crab. But the boys, I, I got to say, I am I think I was the most impressed with Ant-Man and Jester because they're such <laughs> fucking children when it comes to cuisine. Like, I I was worried they were going to break out a bowl of cocoa, like a, ba- like a Ziploc baggie filled with cocoa puffs <laughs> and pass it back and forth under the table. Uh, they both went in balls deep into the the seafood tray fuck yeah (laughs) I love seafood they're they're cracking fucking shells and they're doing they're doing the fucking uh, Blues Brothers bit where he's throwing scallops into each other's mouths Um, and uh, the the little corner by me had like two real big shrimp and like a lobster claw it had a bunch of good stuff and I could tell the boys had wiped out their corner like the the entire side of it was gone and so Steve's like oh man like I could have eaten some more of that and I just kind of slid my side <laughs> around. He's like, oh, there's most-
0: <laughs> a It was like a big pop. Um, what did you think of that chilled seafood tray, Abby? Uh, so I actually Tower had that. as b- the b- I'm doing my BMI from her dinner last night. So oh, I'm, you- <laughs> I'm actually going to do the chilled seafood part now. Are you really? So I, oh, I just
1: went a a over. It. I, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had no idea it was going
2: to work it in. An uh, and I'll, I'll do it. Uh, this is Body Mass Index. <laughs> on the to have the nice to get a heads up. I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So so I'll do it section by section. But uh, for right now, I'll do the Chilled Seafood Tower. So the Chilled Seafood Tower, obviously, the lobster, shrimp, ahi tuna. Now I can really write that motherfucker off. The colossal lump crab was phenomenal. Look, the... I was surprised and and I think people may be surprised by this but the ahi tuna poke might have been my favorite thing on I there. would not have expected cuz it's all vegetables and like fucking it I would had not have expected such it. good flavor though. Okay. Uh, something about it it just uh, putting it on the little crackers that they gave you the the cracker had like oh. little sesame seeds on it. You have something to contribute to it out. What? It had a carb in it. No, it did because oh, okay. I ate it without right. the cracker, too. But oh, but when okay. you add, added it with the cracker, it was... There, there's it was... a
1: time for what you're saying, but it's, it's not now. Uh. I, I have to say, I, he knew how to use... The crackers for the lobster claws. Like, I was <laughs> really, really surprised at how Ant Man conducted it. It would be like if he walked into a boxing fucking ring yeah. and he started like shadow boxing and <laughs> bouncing on his fucking feet. Like, what the fuck? Like, throwing combinations. He had head movement. Like, well, oh, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> Pardon so, me? The <laughs> so the
0: lobster, it, it, they had the claw and they also had the tail. Oh, and the, yeah. the tails were cut in half. Oh, yeah, there's a bunch of tails. The, on there. Yeah, the tails were phenomenal. The crab, I mean, when I cracked that crab, and pulled that big giant claw of uh, meat of claw meat out. I don't that know. That was what a that's lobster. Called. That was a lobster claw. Yeah, yeah. It was, oh man, it was so good. And uh and there's, the a picture, shrimp, there's a picture <laughs> on the Instagram of Ant-Man holding up the claw and his eyes are as big as like a giant squid's yeah. eyes. <laughs> the claw <was> so big. <laughs> I was so excited. Uh, the lump crab meat was from, literally the whole thing was. So for the chilled seafood tower, I'm giving it a five. Yeah. It might be the best seafood. Combination platter that I've ever had. Well, I better get a and, five for I've, price for you. Yeah, uh, well, the the price I'm get definitely giving it a five because it was free. Um. <laughs> I like to point out it was not free. <laughs> yeah, well, it didn't cost me a thing. It was free for Ant-Me. <laughs> no, I, I think the price too free uh, for Giuseppe. <laughs> I I I can't remember the exact price and I was trying to find it online. It was $129. I, okay, so I think that that's Not that I fucking have it burned into my subconscious. <laughs> uh 100 I think it was worth that. I mean, it, it had a total of 6 uh of the poke bowls, uh, six of the little things of lump crab meat. Uh that there is was the six oh, that's when it gets over a
1: foot you know you've done a good <laughs>
0: job there was six lobster uh, claws and there was or three excuse tails me, it was, it was split $155 in half. Dollars in oh $155. I don't think that's bad considering what they were bringing out yeah cuz it was a it was three entire lobsters it was you know all the crab meat all the the jumbo shrimp i mean it the whole Plus the display. I mean, it was real nice. That display is worth a. Few and they bring bucks. it up like the three, <laughs> the three dude like waiters bring it over, and they like have like the table. And there's a
1: whole presentation. You feel yeah. like you're, you feel like you're a big shot too, because it's like this giant fucking platter. on oh, you. yeah. Nobody else is well, we're looking around. Everybody else is looking like, fucking trying to suck on sugar packets at their table, yeah, and we're like you fucking freaking
0: salads and you fucking soups. ham and eggers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it, it was phenomenal. I mean, it, that that was probably my favorite part of the dinner it was great
1: um and uh, i was i was happy because the boys seemed so uh enraptured with it and it's just i love i love eating with goat because (laughs) nothing goes to waste like someone would be like oh, would you like some of this crab? He's like, well, if you're offering it to me, of course, I think, you, yes, I would actually like to have a taste of that. So that happened, like Steve's like, go, do you want to split this uh, lobster tail? Well, if you're going to go ahead and <laughs> offer me, I yes, I would like to split. He just, um, nobody enjoys when it's time to eat, nobody does it better, I've seen, than, yeah, uh, then goat and and if like if you have a tiny little bit of scalloped potato left on your plate you're like goat well if you're gonna throw that out it can't go to waste yes i would like to try that it's uh is he's kind of like a trash compactor to have at a dinner table
0: him and steve at one point there was one lobster tail left and they each grabbed the side like it was a uh the the Oh, God. wishbone, wishbone! No,
1: they did the Lady in the Tramp bit where they're just eating it together <laughs> yeah. and until, until their lips touched in the fucking middle.
0: <laughs> and I was like, "This is impressive." <laughs> it was.
1: It was. Everybody was. Uh, everybody was in good spirits, um, and the spirits were definitely. Uh, they were definitely flowing. A lot mm-hmm. of top shelf liquor being ordered. <laughs> um, so uh, we we look at the steak menu, and um, I love my brother, but he's such a piece of shit. He he got he, he earwormed into my brain that. I think he said filet is a girl's steak. He said it's for pussies. He goes, nobody orders filet at fucking steakhouses with the boys. And I'm like, Ugh. so, like, that's what he told me. What is he, like, all, all about the tomahawk? I don't know. I, I think be. that he believes that if you don't order a large piece of steak, you have a tiny penis. The problem is I've been letting everyone know I have a tiny penis for 42 <laughs> years, so I'm not hung up on that. And they had four or five different filets on the uh, on the menu. They did have a, a, they had a fucking tomahawk that was i think it was two hundred dollars it was fucking outrageous but um (laughs) there's one thing on the menu that immediately jumped off uh the page for me (laughs) and that was the steak for two for one porterhouse which was (laughs) i'm i'm not not calling it what uh, steak for two is what it says yeah it was a 48 ounce porterhouse um and I, and I got to say, I wish I would have told you to pull the clips. There is a Howard Stern bit that I'm going to pull and put in the supporter chat for people to watch where he goes out to dinner for Dominic Barber, with dominic McBarber. And Dominic Barber, when the, the time comes to order, he goes, Steak for two, for one, for me, for Dominic. Steak for two, for one, for Dominic. And I have listened to it seven million times and just laugh with my teeth out. And I've never been at a place that has steak for two. Yeah. Well, they had steak for two, and I'm sitting right next to our guy, Double J, Jim Jester. And I looked at him, and I said, Jimmy J, do you, do you think you could take that 10? He goes, oh, hey there, boy. So I was, like, I was like, that's my only request, man. Like, if you if you don't mind ordering that, I think everybody would be really happy at the table. So um, he did. And uh, we were waiting around. It, it took a minute for the food to get there, but um, what would you get at, man? you got the filet? I got the 11-ounce
0: uh, filet. That's what I got. Yeah. W- fucking, well...
1: I don't know, somebody got, like, a lot of the guys got a, what, what a I think eye? everybody got a filet except nah. for
0: Jester and Goat
1: got. No, Goat got, like, a ribeye and fucking, uh, uh, Dottie and Goat got a big piece of meat. I don't oh, okay. I don't remember what they ordered. Yeah, I didn't see what well, Dottie got. It's on the goddamn menu. I'll just look it up. <laughs> um, they got two ribeyes. Okay. Yeah, that's what they got. Which look great.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: They bring it over, and when the fucking, oh, my God. So, oh, I can't even, Steve goes to order. No, nobody can order at the, at the place. The guy's standing there, right? And, and time is money. Like these guys, are, he's got four or five tables, and this is fucking. He's having to manage all of them. Steve orders first, and he goes, "Um, how do we feel about sides? Do we all want to? We should all share sides, right? What is everyone feeling for sides?" I'm like Steve. The moment to have this conversation is not with the waiter standing behind Mm -hmm. us. The moment to have this conversation is the 20 minutes beforehand when we were finishing up with the Seafood Tower. Because what do you guys think? Scallop potatoes, all get some mashed potatoes, get some Brussels sprouts, we'll put them in the middle of the table. I'm like, Steve, fucking order. Order everything.
0: Just don't... Please get... You're the first person. It... What would you say it took him five minutes took him five minutes and and he picked the oh. sides then the waiter mentioned another one and steve goes yeah we'll get all three all three of the potatoes why don't you
1: just order all the fucking sides <laughs> yeah. by the way we had no conversation about sharing like i'm not hung up on covid i'm not hung up on anything i didn't want to share i wanted my own fucking sides <laughs> yeah. so five minutes go by, and i go to the guy i'm real sorry dude like I'm, you know we should have been ready he's like oh sure don't worry about that whatsoever so then He looks at Ant-Man and goes, what would you like, sir? And I swear to God, you want me to do the impression tour? Look at me. Here's what Ant-Man does. (laughs) I panicked. And I go, Ant-Man, order order a steak. And he goes, uh, (laughs) filet!
2: It wasn't even what I was planning on getting, but I panicked.
1: (laughs) Meanwhile, Steve forgot to tell the guy medium rare. So then the guy has what? What have
2: They never so? ordered steaks before. They've never. They've
0: never had a steak. I'm convinced it was their first steak. I I got so th- discombobulated during the whole potatoes thing that when it came to me, I I literally froze and I fucked it all so, up. So goes, it's a big deal going to get steaks. I believe or, me. I know. I
1: knew what I was going to order two days ago. I knew what I was ordering at <laughs> this fucking place. Ant Man goes fly. And then he just sits there staring straight ahead and the, and the guy goes, "Can you give me a temperature, sir?" And he goes, "What?" Oh, no. He goes, "What temperature would you like to steak?" And he just stands I go, hey, "Man, do you want it fucking rare? Do you want it medium?" He goes, "Oh, uh, uh, whatever Steve got." I
0: didn't say that. You did too. You didn't even
1: know what he, did, he didn't did know medium rare. He didn't know medium rare. He didn't know medium. He didn't know rare. He didn't know I'm telling you I've never seen anyone lock up the way this guy was
0: locked I, up. I did lock up. It was it was embarrassing. I felt terrible. I, I could tell that Chad was horrified. He literally put his head down and was shaking his Tor, head like, "I, I cannot believe we're at this dinner."
2: <laughs> You're a bunch of grown men at a steakhouse. <laughs> They're all over forty. It's fucking horrifying. All forty and <laughs> up. You got mortgages. You got
1: families. Oh, well, some well, of them. Yeah, some yeah, of them. yeah don't I don't have either of those. Um, well, I got a family,
0: dude. I-
1: Of all the things I thought that I'd have to worry about, the ability to say the (laughs) cut and the temperature you want it cooked at was not one of them. It wasn't one of them Uh, uh, Tor, Filet! And then he doesn't order any sides. So I'm like, oh, I guess I hope these sides are big enough, you know, because I guess all these guys are going to be fucking, you know, doing the scary movie too, sticking their hands into the fucking, (laughs) into the pie. (laughs) It's going to be a fucking shit show. Jester actually does well. He goes, steak for two, for one, for me, Jim Jester. <laughs> I, I get mine. I, I said, I would like my own garlic mashed potatoes, please. I'm not, yeah. And I, I even say to the guys, I'm not sharing with any of these guys. Yeah. I would like my own bowl of garlic mashed potatoes. Uh, Dotson and goat order without issue, um, and he leaves. Substantial amount of time in between when we left and when the meat came out. But when it did fucking come out, it's... Oh. There's, I don't know what I think. Maybe it goes back to your lizard brain, whatever that cooked fucking. It was they were sizzling. The the steaks were sizzling in their own shit, and I could you could you could hear them. They're all behind Jester, so we can't really see them because Jester, but we can hear the. (laughs) And then you just get the smell. You're like, oh my god, this smells fucking amazing. And I don't know if people think Ruth's Chris is overhyped or it's you know not. I, I don't know what people think of it. Here's what I can tell you. They know how to cook a fucking steak. I, I, I just, I, the, the people that are like, I'm vegan, I get it. You're not gonna be able to find a squash that recreates the anticipation, man, of what we all felt
2: when those fucking pieces of meat came out. Big Shoot is gaming and he wants you to be a part of it. Head over to Chad Duke Show Gaming on Facebook. Turn on your notifications so you'll know when Shooter is going live. Tune in to see big finishing moves, tall vampire ladies, and samurais in Tsushima. Follow Chad Duke Show Gaming to get all the info you need on any of the giveaways that take place as well. Oh, what a fun week! What an absolute blast of a week! And it was another straight week of shows for us, which is keeping up the streak. And then, knock on wood, two more weeks, and we'll have the um, we'll have the full streak. It'll be. Uh, really impressive, I, I think. It, it's something that I don't think a lot of shows would have done. I know a lot of shows go into best ofs during the holidays, but for you guys, the listener is the most important, and the on-air stuff is the most important. So providing you all with that is always, I don't know, the highest priority for us, so it's a big deal, and we take pride in making sure that you all have all the best content so you can keep up and then maybe eventually we uh you decide to subscribe which i think is um i think it's worth it i think whatever the the rates that it was sometimes we get tweeted in the how much it is per hour or per day and it's an in an orbit oh boy it's a low figure Uh, i'm not going to try that word again but Maybe this is the week that'll get you to do it Maybe it'll be near the one year anniversary Maybe it'll be February, maybe it'll be March, who knows But uh, we're going to keep on doing this If you're not paying, uh, that's fine That's your choice Uh, But all we can ask then is for you to uh, Spread the word a little bit, share it to a friend If you like it, Uh, leave a 5 star review Wherever you are listening to this show Leave a um, uh, 5 star rating Leave a review Uh, Word of mouth is incredibly valuable to the product Especially when it comes to podcasts and radio shows and just content in general so we're in the business of hoping that people put us on uh to uh to other people so everybody thanks so much for listening i am uh tor and i will be signing off right now for the last time of 2021 thanks for all the fun and laughs i will be back and we will all be back next week uh for more fun content of the chad duke show